0: Hey, Storm Freaks, it's Phil. And I'll tell you what, what a show we have in store for you. Uh, we've got YouTube Weather Phenom and Storm Chaser. Ryan Hall, y'all, is in the studio for the first time.
1: And we found that a lot. Um, uh, anytime that we post uh, something with maybe uh, a thumbnail that garners a little bit too much excitement, according to some people, uh, we, we get a, a mob on Twitter that come after us. And I'm actually super thankful for that mob.
0: We also have a visit from WeatherTrollBot5000, and the co-hosts are going to share their hashtag weatherfools, all this and way more on episode 166 of the Storm Front Freaks Podcast. Going green.
2: Greenage. Saddle now. You got a boss.
0: Hey, welcome to the most entertaining weather podcast. This is the award-winning Stormfront Freaks podcast. It's brought to you by Windstorm Products. You can never be too prepared uh, for the hurricane season. So our friends at Windstorm Products, they've got the world's largest online selection of hurricane hardware. Don't forget to prepare your home and shop Windstorm Products for the hurricane hardware and shutter installation tools that you need. Again, that's windstormproducts.com. They're the official hardware supplier of the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Hey, special shout out tonight uh, to our Patreon members. Uh, We got a ton of new members tonight, Um, our Storm Freaks. We've got Kazaki, Lauren, Yada News, Frank, Westmore Crew, Jaden, Will's Animations, I'm also looking in our chat tonight. uh, I'm seeing Kevin
3: Freiberger, Juby, Uh,
0: Josh. One of our diehards is on tonight. Uh, What else we got? Tornado TRX, Um, Kenzie. So we got a a lot of great patrons, and then of course there's our our diehard VIPs back in the green room. We got uh, Garrett Angela. And Dan all with us as well. Don't forget, you can uh, you can also join us and our VIPs um, to get the experience of Stormfront Freaks Raw, which is the raw recording of our podcast. Uh, you can join us and have multiple levels of perks and exclusive merch. You can find that Patreon link at stormfrontfreaks.com. So on our show, you know, I mentioned we like to have a lot of fun. You know, we, we don't get overly sciencey in our, our uh, weather conversation, Uh, We just like to have a good time talking storms. Tonight's no different, but the best way we can ever think of to introduce our co-hosts that are here tonight is to find out what everybody's drinking, right? That's, uh, it's happy hour here. So I'm going to go around the horn. I'm going to start with uh, MJ up in Minnesota. MJ, what are you drinking? Yeah, tonight I am drinking a Coke because I went out
4: for dinner and had my uh, share of uh, adult beverage for a school
3: night already. So. Oh, well
5: done, Actually, we've never really seen drunk MJ. That's that a
3: good point. That's a good
5: point. We love drunk Phil. Yes. Mm-hmm. So. Well,
0: well, hey, uh, the way it's been going tonight, uh, you <laughs> might get you might get drunk Phil. All right, we've got uh Serena Arnold uh up in the northeast. What are you drinking tonight?
4: So I brought another uh, weather-themed beer to the table here today. I am drinking Galactic Storm. It is an Imperial IPA from Treehouse Brewing Company in Massachusetts.
5: Nice. Nice.
3: Cool.
0: Good, good. Brady Harris, uh, Columbus, what are you drinking, Brady?
3: You know, I cracked open, uh, it's this new beer that just came out. I think it's called like a Paps. Blue Ribbon
2: or <laughs> something? I <laughs> okay. PBR. I've got a, I've got a hockey a game later, so I'm, I'm prepping ribbon.
3: for it. You know? I'm prepping for the fight, so we'll see.
0: <laughs> Very good. All right, uh, Dina down in Atlanta. Dina Knightley, what are you drinking?
5: I have a handcrafted Atlanta hard cider made here in Atlanta, mm. a rosé. It's actually pretty good. I'm kind of digging it. Yeah. That
0: sounds it's like a different. hard wine. Yeah. Sort of. Okay
5: you know
6: I want it.
0: sounds delightful I, 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 all was trying,
5: I was trying to keep up with you guys you guys always yeah. come with cool <laughs> stuff you know so I go to the yes. liquor store and I like look around and try to find something cool
0: alright <laughs> and then finally Jen Watson down in Atlanta what are you drinking Jen
6: Oh, my God. The shock, guys. The shock. I'm actually running out of it. It's, it's pure vodka, guys. It was filled
5: with All vodka. Right. vodka. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We
6: know you. It's
5: running
0: in your tap, isn't it? <laughs>
6: oh my God. You know what? I'm going like, to bring the most epic beer one time, and you guys are going to be beyond impressed.
0: Hey, hey, your promises are lost on me, Jen, but uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's go ahead and introduce our guest.
6: Oh my gosh, I am so excited for this, like really excited. We have Ryan Hall, y'all, and he has over 550,000 subscribers on his YouTube channel where he creates a variety of meteorological content. Also on TikTok, he boasts a massive 1.4 million plus engaged followers from in-depth forecast analysis to storm chasing in a monster truck Ryan sure does make weather fun and oh my gosh Ryan first of all like I have so many questions for you I feel like we need three hours but we first have to dive in and understand how did you get into weather
1: Um, well first of all thanks for having me here this is awesome this is going to be super fun and um, the story of how I got into weather is probably going to be pretty similar to any other story, uh, I don't remember a time where I wasn't obsessed with weather. You can ask my first grade teacher, my parents, my neighbors, my baseball coach, and any of my classmates that I've ever had throughout m- my life. I am the weather guy. It's been my identity. I, since birth, I, it, according to my memory, I don't know <laughs> where it came from. Uh, But uh, that was like a really unique experience for me growing up. Uh, But now uh, that I'm in this community and, you know, I get to talk to everybody uh, on such a regular basis, I've learned that there's a lot of us out there. Uh, I thought that was the only one for a while. I really did.
6: (laughs) That's awesome. So what made you start, um, you know, broadcasting on the Internet, like giving weather forecasts on YouTube and TikTok and everything else?
1: So other than like, wanting to do the weather, wanting to do something involving, uh, the weather. I've also always wanted to be a YouTuber. Um, since I was like 12 years old, probably I've had uh, YouTube channels. I taught myself how to edit videos and, um, I have I've tried this whole YouTube thing throughout my, you know, since I was a teenager. Um, so those things just kind of happen to overlap. Uh, a couple of years ago when I decided to make this YouTube channel, it's, it was kind of an accident to be honest.
3: Mm, R- Ryan, how, like, what were the first days like? Cause it like in today's day and age, everyone, you know, like either wants to be a YouTuber or a streamer, like th- there's just, you know, a ton of people have flocked to those platforms. So it's really hard to make it. Uh, and I feel like you definitely have, how, how was, you know, how was it in the, in the you know first year or first couple of months, just trying to grow your channel?
1: well it, it was tough um the first year of doing this um i, I certainly didn't <laughs> like make uh, like any money it couldn't have been my job uh, solely um uh, it, as a matter of fact i put a whole lot of money into it because it's once again it's always been my dream to do something involving the weather and to be a youtuber i never realized that you could be a weather youtuber like it wasn't something I thought there was that much interest for, especially mm. in that format and on this platform. Yeah. Um, it didn't really exist. Whenever, to be quite
2: honest.
1: Yeah. 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 Whenever I decided to give it a shot, and it looked like it was going to work, I, I, the first couple of videos I posted might have got fifty views. That was a lot to me. I was like, okay, I'm <laughs> I'm going <laughs> like, to woo-hoo! do everything I can <laughs> to try to get a hundred. Um, so. Uh, yeah, I just put. I, I honestly, I just dropped everything and put my whole self into it for a whole year. I told myself I'm going to give this a year. If it doesn't work out, whatever. Um, but if it does, even just a little bit, uh, I'll be incredibly happy and fulfilled by it. And uh, thankfully, it it went way above and beyond anything I ever imagined. Right.
2: No, I don't. Did, oh, um, go ahead, Dina. Let me ask I'll you a
5: quick question. Like, how do you do? You think? that you had a single event or multiple like just continuous work that really kind of helped launch you?
1: Um, it's, it's a mixture of both. So one thing is consistency, mm-hmm. being there um, during the boring times uh, and, and uh, finding the most interesting things that are happening with the weather and making uh, educational style, fun, entertaining videos about it. Uh, is one thing that's always brought new people to the channel. Uh, but also, obviously, the number one growth factor are is, is the live streams that I do. Uh, we, we go live if there's a tornado outbreak, a blizzard, a hurricane, whatever it is, and we try to emulate traditional TV weather coverage, but a little bit more relaxed, a little bit more laid back, and a whole lot more in-depth and a whole lot less commercial breaks. Um, that that's kind of the, the overall idea there. And anytime there's a big event, um, I mean, we can carry 30, 40, sometimes 50,000 concurrent viewers. And obviously that brings in, um, a, a lot of growth for the channel. So some big launch points, uh, for growth have been, unfortunately, some of the worst weather events that we've yeah. seen over the past two years. Uh, those two, um, a- outbreaks in March of last year, Of course, the December um, uh, tornado outbreak in western Kentucky, the Mayfield tornado, we were live for 12 hours straight during that mess. Um, And then Hurricane Ida and, you know, uh, stuff like that. Anytime that I'm there and people are looking for uh, weather coverage, um, we've uh, thankfully been able to uh, provide it for a lot of people.
4: Yeah, that's so it's nice that you have like those events that have been able to help. And even, um, you know, one of our VIPs here, uh, Josh Burnham, says, you know, your Mayfield coverage was great Um, outside of the weather events. You talked a little bit about consistency. So say there's someone out there who's saying, hey, I want to be the next Ryan Hall, Um, even if they went out and did it tomorrow. Right. It takes time and consistency and patience. But what were some of the things that you think were really important or really critical in getting that that following? outside of there being specific weather events, you know, what what were the intentional things that you had to do?
1: So that's a really good question. Um, I just, I think that because I've been obsessed with YouTube for so long, I just kind of understood the platform going into it so uh like i i know what it takes to get people to click on a video on youtube because i've just been studying it just as much as as weather uh, my, my whole life um you know i never watched the the disney channel i never watched mm-hmm. tv growing up i grew up on youtube that was you know youtubers were my celebrities that was my you know that was my whole media sphere there um so Uh, I just I knew, uh, I knew how to approach it correctly. And what I wanted to do was be a YouTuber who talks about the weather not be um, the same like weather person that is now a a YouTuber. It's a completely different format. It's high energy, fast paced, Uh, you know, anything that's too complex is completely stripped away. And I, I think that Doing that with that mindset, even though I had no idea that it would work, um, is what led to uh, the success, especially after getting people on the channel and and interacting with the content, which that has just been a lot of luck, um, a lot of good thumbnails, and a lot of, um, you know, being there during uh, live streams and big weather events.
4: You let your kid have <laughs> screen time. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <Brian>.
1: uh, he- <laughs>
6: <laughs> right i have to ask you so um did you go to school at all for meteorology do you have a degree in meteorology
1: um so i don't have a meteorology degree um i did go to school for meteorology i just didn't complete the degree so it's um it's, it's the weird... math dude
5: i understand it's math. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's,
1: it's a really long story but because my whole life, I was the weather guy, right? Like this was my identity. Uh, everybody knew that's what I was going to do. My teachers, my parents, like I had my life planned out at the age of six, six years old. I knew I was going to work at the National Weather Service during the week and be a weekend uh, TV weather guy. Like I, that's what I would tell people, right? Wow. And I spent so much time um on my own learning about it and stuff. Young me, 18 year old Ryan really thought that I didn't need to go to college, right? I was like, I know enough about this stuff. Put I me mean, <laughs> in front of the green screen, let's go. Um, so I, I I unfortunately, and I actually do regret this. I, I unfortunately didn't put a lot of effort into trying to go to college or, or worrying about that, about that or anything. To me, getting the degree was only a means to an end to try to get the job that I've always wanted to have. So I immediately, right after college, um, because... I didn't get you know uh, any scholarships and I didn't receive any financial aid. I didn't have any money. I, I went to community college in my uh, hometown to try to reduce the cost of the the four year degree, uh, and I got an associate's degree in science from uh, Big Sandy Community and Technical College. Immediately after that, I went to work for my local CBS affiliate, WIMT TV, and um, while I was there, I you know made friends with the chief meteorologist and. Uh, eventually, uh, we worked it out to where um, I could do an internship in the in the weather center uh, and uh, do uh, meteorology classes online through Mississippi State University, which is what I decided to do. And that's what I did for like a year. And um, I got offered a gig to work there as the weekend meteorologist on the condition that I was going to continue um, doing those classes uh, while I did that. So. Um, once again, I wish that I would have just went right out of high school immediately to, you know, um, uh, OU or Penn state or Mississippi state and actually finished the degree and learned, but you know, stubborn me was like, who needs school? Let's go. At you know?
5: 18, <laughs> you know, come on, everybody right. at 18, they just, they don't want to deal with all that. I get
1: it. <laughs> right. <laughs>
4: That's all right. Then you got the flip side, right? Then there's some of us who went to OU for
3: three years and we're like, "Wow, this is not what I wanted," <laughs> right?
4: Like, oh, it's all, it's all relative. It's all relative. R-
3: Ryan, yeah. in, in your journey, were there were there any any like points? I don't want to say like you thought about quitting, but but like hardships as you're going through this process of like, man, this is coming up with content. It's tough, and you know, and keeping people engaged is tough. Like, did you have that point, and, and, and what got you through that?
1: No, thankfully for me, no matter how hard what I'm doing is, I'm always going to be super passionate about it. So like this is the literally the best thing in the world that I could possibly be doing. I'm so lucky to have been born at a time where this is a possibility for me because I can't think of anything else in the world that I would rather do. And it doesn't matter how stressful Um, it gets and it does sometimes Uh, there's nothing else I would rather be stressed out by if that makes any sense
5: and I mean you're in a great time where technology makes it so much easier I mean pull out your phone and you can live stream you know you can we can watch you out in the field on our phones I mean 10 over 10 years ago something like that you couldn't do that so I mean you you got the timing right
0: (laughs) so Ryan you said stressing you out what what uh what would you say stresses you out the most over what you do?
1: So as easy as technology makes what I do, uh, in this day and age, we do everything super complicated. So <laughs> I, I, I've never streamed just from my phone. No, <laughs> I have no. like, you know, 15 monitors in front of me right now and two like super computers, And, uh, we, I have a <laughs> team of like 15 people, beh- um, behind the oh scenes, um, make everything happen so uh it's it's the uh, the drive to try to make this entertaining and and larger than life for the the people that uh, tune in that makes it complicated and kind of stressful sometimes um but it's also what makes it fun and i would probably get bored of it if i didn't try to do those things
0: and he sounds and looks great
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. So- unlike me, unlike me, when I st- oh. we started tonight, I, I need I need fifteen people behind me, dude.
6: Oh. <laughs> All right, Phil, you're doing so a good let's, job. Let's talk about the monster truck storm chasing. Like, when was yes. your first storm chase, Ryan?
1: Um, so my my first actual storm chase was like the day I got my driver's license. Wow. Um, <laughs> but- <laughs>
6: Oh my God! Your mother
5: must have had a heart attack. Oh yeah, she did.
1: that's why my second my second uh, storm chase wasn't until I was eighteen. So, oh, my God. <laughs> oh. But, sorry, I wrecked uh, the
5: car. I didn't really have an accident. But, you know.
1: <laughs> but the um, the storm seeker is a really nice uh, truck that I bought for for whatever reason uh, before I started the YouTube channel. Uh, and when I started the YouTube channel, I I decided that, you know, I'm going to put everything into this and by everything, I literally mean everything. So I even converted my truck into this monstrosity of a a storm chasing vehicle. And the idea at the time was, you know, I didn't have hardly any subscribers. The channel was growing, but it wasn't anything uh, insane. But the idea at the time was to make the truck a a marketing vehicle uh, to try to drive traffic to the channel. It turns out that I didn't need to do that um, but it was still fun and it, and it's an awesome uh, piece of equipment. It's unbelievable what that thing's capable of. And, um, everybody loves seeing it. I can't go anywhere in it without, you know, people swarming around to asking questions and <laughs> taking pictures and stuff. It's, it's, it's fun.
2: Hmm. All right. What? Uh, so
0: you're Eastern Kentucky, correct? Yes. So, yep. so tell, so tell me a little bit, obviously you guys had some huge flooding, um, recently what i mean that's almost in your bat was in your
1: backyard correct yeah thankfully my so uh, the the big flooding actually took place about 40 minutes away from where i live um, and it's kind of remarkable that it missed the exact place that i live because it was on a trajectory if you look at a map a total precipitation map of where uh, the heaviest precipitation fell. there's almost like a dome or something around my county and it just <laughs> missed us uh, thankfully once again but uh, unfortunately to my south and west in uh, Perry County and Knott County and and Letcher County it was some of the most um tremendous uh, rain and flooding that I've ever seen in, in in my life and it's just one of those things where i I really don't think. That uh, or I hope, anyways, that uh, we'll we'll see anything like that again in that area, uh, because it's it's literally a I, – I, I think obviously a lot of people talked about it. It got national coverage and stuff, but being there and, and seeing it and stuff, I, I think that it was kind of over overlooked uh, to an extent because to me this was a, um I, I mean something that's just unbelievable, unprecedented, and um it, those people that are still. Struggling and it'll be years before anything comes close to uh, being normal there again.
5: I've been wondering about that, too, because we covered that flooding uh, as well. And it it was so sad. And then just technically to look at something like a whole house, like taken off uh, a foundation and it almost it almost makes you wonder, did that house, could you even salvage that house? I mean, are they done? I mean, it, once the water got in there and then, I mean, what did these people do? Have you kind of gone back there at all?
1: Yeah. So I've went back um, a couple of times and I was there once again for about a week right after it happened. And um, a lot of the houses that didn't physically get moved off of their foundations, the ones that just kind of got wet inside. A lot of those people are trying to salvage everything. They, they open up all the windows. They scoop all the mud out and turn on a bunch of fans and, and and, and I guess, hope for the best uh, mm. because there's really no other options for them. A lot of people that got displaced by this, uh, this flood didn't have flood insurance because oh, they were out of the flood zone. Like there were some houses that's like of course it's not going to flood here. You know, like you would look at the, the stream or the river in and the distance from the, the house to, to there, and you'd be like, of course, yeah, it would be impossible for this to flood. But it did. Um, so a lot of people are in uh, some really bad situations where they, they, they're they not going to get insurance help, and they've got to make That's it work.
4: With-
1: oh, my gosh.
4: It is. the Oh, the flood insurance world is like, it's terrible. There's this huge gap in protection like it's it's absolutely Mm -hmm. terrible and fema flood zone maps are so horrible and out of date it's I oh it's it's bad stuff yeah
1: yeah it's it's really sad uh being down there um but the good news is is there's been a ton of uh support from the community and and from all all kinds of other people it when we were first there uh the the day after everything happened Like the county, uh, the county we were in, Perry County, didn't have water, running water throughout the entire county. Nobody had um, power. And like, obviously, there there was like a heat wave that came in right afterwards. So everybody needed water. Uh, And it was it was tough to get it to them because a lot of people couldn't leave their homes. Uh, If they had a home, uh, their bridges or their roads that they used to get out of the one lane haulers that they lived up were washed out. And and unless they had an all-terrain vehicle that didn't get washed away, they had absolutely no way of making it to civilization, like at all. Wow. So, um, you know, a lot of people were desperate for water, and they didn't have it. The WalMarts, the foods, you know, the the food stores and stuff sold out immediately. That wasn't enough. Um, but by the end of that week that I was there, it was almost like they had too much water. There was entire airport hangers <laughs> full of water for wow. the people, you know, that were donating it and sending it in and stuff.
5: That makes well, you feel good. <laughs> that yeah. there's still good people in the world.
1: Yeah.
0: There's good. Well, I'll tell you what, guys, it's you know, we're talking storm chasing and and it's really beginning to look a lot like storm chaser convention season. Um a lot of you are going to love this because if you like storm chasing, you just like storms, you like weather. Um, the fifth annual Mid-Atlantic Chaser Con is coming up. It's Saturday, November 5th. Uh, it's at the Science Museum of Virginia uh, in Richmond, Richmond, Virginia. So for a lot of you that might, might be very close, uh, speakers are going to include some uh, TV meteorologists, They've got some National Weather Service staff and, of course, some storm chasers like past guests, uh, Aubrey Urbanowitz, Chris Jackson, Brett Adair. uh, They're all going to be there speaking as well. Tickets are just $25, but that's before they go up October 1st. So we only have a couple more weeks before those rates increase. Um, You can also, if you're going, look for prizes and merchandise from the Freaks uh, right there on site. We sent them uh, a lot of cool stuff for them to give away. And uh, you can sign up and register at MidAtlanticChaserCon.com. Again, that's MidAtlanticChaserCon.com. So it's time for a break, and uh, we're going to be right back with Ryan. <laughs>
2: Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. All right,
0: welcome back to the show. Uh, So here with Ryan. and So Ryan, here's my question, because we're obviously, we're, we're a podcast. We're kind of a media brand a little bit ourselves. And so I understand that there is definitely... A fine line between media and and hype and excitement and and you said it and we say it entertaining, um, and then actually facts, science, uh, and all of that, which certainly can contradict themselves quite a bit. So so there's definitely a fine line there that that you're certainly well aware of. I love the fact that. You own who you are, what you do, how you do weather, um, how you make it exciting. Uh, and and I, I get it, but I also know there's that fine line. So my, my question is, how how have you found the – try to find that balance? How are you trying to do that? I mean, at what point are you like – Uh, Have you ever caught yourself going too far one way or too far the other way, and and trying to find that middle? That's you, and that's obvious, right? That's you. It's going to be different for you than it is for us or or for anybody else. What that middle ground is?
1: Yeah, well, we certainly haven't found it yet. We're always looking for it, um, but we we haven't found it yet. Um, And and like you said, it's different for everybody, right? So something that I think is person uh, purpose or perfectly reasonable, uh, could be appalling uh, to somebody else. And we found that a lot. Um, uh, anytime that we post uh, something with maybe uh, a thumbnail that garners a little bit too much excitement, according to some people, uh, we we get a mob on Twitter that come after us. And I'm actually super thankful for that mob, uh, because it it allows us to kind of get out of the echo cha- chamber, that's my YouTube comment section where everybody's like, yeah, Ryan, you're the best, you're awesome, you can do no wrong, um, and actually see uh, a reflection of what uh, other people out there who maybe uh, don't watch every video think about, um, just like on the surface, what we're doing. So I, I 100% uh, agree, obviously, that facts and, and science don't need to be intertwined with with hype. But uh, with what I'm doing specifically on YouTube, the goal is to try to get my videos and, and my live streams in front of as many people as possible. Because once you get in there, there is no misinformation. There is no overhyping. There is nothing other than facts and science just you know presented in a more modern way. But, you know, if I made the title of my video tomorrow, update number 73, the weather forecast, nobody's going to click on it. Nobody. Like, uh, and like, I'm not going to put in all of this effort and time and research into these videos that really do help people. It's anecdotal, but I have thousands, hundreds of thousands of messages that prove it. I'm not going to put all that together and not do everything that I can to reach as many people as possible. And don't hate the player, or hate the game. It's YouTube's fault. They're the ones that make the rules as to how they decide who sees what and what's get, what gets clicked. We have to make the thumbnails colorful. We have to pick the most interesting part out of the video and emphasize that. It is just how it works. And I wish it didn't work that way, but because it does, we do constantly have to play a tug of war with that line between maybe are we going too far or is this just enough.
4: So so there was one recently that I want to dive into specifically if we can and so that was one where you issued like the uh the seasonal snowfall forecast. And so you were talking about how much snow everybody could can expect and it was almost a 10-minute long video um and when you clicked on it you dove into um cuz I watched the whole thing you dove into the amount of snowfall these places get on a typical year how you can have, uh, minor climatological variations that can change that. Sometimes you can have a little bit more, a little bit less, and kind of what you expected to see, um, for this coming year. And so I saw that and the thumbnail that was associated with this, uh, got a lot of attention, I think, right? (laughs) (laughs) So the, uh, the thumbnail, um, that was used was, was a graphic that I don't believe was actually in your presentation at all. I think it was a, it was a different one and it had like the arrow with four feet of snow. Um, And the internet did what the internet does well and laid into you on that one. Um, I, I have my own thoughts on it, but I'd love to hear from you first. Like talk to us about that a little bit. Why, why'd you make that decision? You know, decision and you know, let's, let's hear from, hear it from the person who put it out there.
1: Right. Well, I, I want to make it completely clear that I I am not defending myself in the sense that I, I'm trying to say that it's not clickbait. It obviously is. What what my opinion on this is, is that I think that people use that word in way too negative of a light. It's just it's just the once again, it's just the way YouTube works. Now I am doing something Different with YouTube and maybe those lines shouldn't cross. Maybe it shouldn't work that way. When you're talking about the weather, maybe that's the truth. I don't know, but what we're doing is trying to figure it out. And, um, essentially our thought process behind that thumbnail and every thumbnail that we make is we're trying to appeal to people who want the information inside of the video right so everybody who clicked on it i think it's got like a half million 600,000 views right now oh yeah i personally believe i personally believe that everybody that clicked on that video walked away with with value nobody nobody felt baited nobody felt cheated they got the uh, essentially the information that they clicked on it for uh, i think the people who have a lot of problems with the thumbnail are in my opinion kind of hyper analyzing it when when i'm scrolling through youtube I see a thumbnail and I either click on it or I don't. And that that decision happens in about half a second. And I, I'll either scroll or I click. And uh, what we're trying to do is when you're scrolling by our thumbnail is we want to make it obvious what it is. So we made this map that looked like any other snow map that you would have seen in in the past, right? It was a map of the US and some blue and some pink in in a in our opinion, uh, an arbitrary area, it didn't matter where it was. It's just supposed to represent a snow map. And then we had the big, um, text that says four feet of snow, which is like, if you like snow or if you're interested in snow forecasts, that's going to get your attention. And, but the arrow was pointing at Chicago and, and the areas around Chicago, which on average could see, you know, 36 to 48 inches of snow a year, about four feet. And, um, That was our thought process behind it. You click the video and in the video, I say exactly what you just went through. And then at the end, I think most people understand what the the point of it was. And if there is anybody out there that's scrolling by and and they see that thumbnail and they think, oh, no, I'm going to get four feet of snow and I'm in Georgia or something, you know, I don't think that there's enough of a negative impact there to justify the positive, taking away the positive from the hundreds of thousands of people who did enjoy the video. I just think that people have a lot more common sense than what some of these uh, critics of this thumbnail think. Like, I I really do think that if anybody's got the slightest bit of critical thinking abilities, they're they're not going to be scared or uh, negatively impacted by a YouTube thumbnail. But that's my opinion. I could be wrong about that.
4: Yeah. So, what do you think their their issue with it is then? What do you think they get take such offense to it?
1: Um, that that is something that I've been trying to figure out. That 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 is some one of the reasons why uh, it kind of blew up so big. I guess on Twitter is because I was responding to uh, almost every uh, criticism um, with the same rebuttals that I just gave you, pretty much looking for trying to get down deep to the root of the problem and, and see if there's anything that we're doing wrong most people say you know oh well you posted uh, this thumbnail people are going to see that and and they're going to be scared uh, or they say people are going to see that and they're going to think that they're going to get four feet of snow and then when they don't they're not going to listen to me anymore on on my local tv station i just don't think that that's the case like we said that you know, some places might see four feet of snow over the course of the entire year. If somebody's gonna go through the work of keeping up with whether or not that was right based off of a thumbnail on a video they didn't even watch, they're not gonna compare those records with your forecast and then you know de decredit you or something like that. I just it's not a realistic situation to me.
6: See, Ryan, I feel like you're between like a rock and a hard place because with the invention of the internet and now everyone can access, you know, the weather models, anybody can put anything out there. And meteorologists were so used to like one map, someone posting like the Euro model or or one of them being like, this is going to happen. And they don't have a degree. And I mean, it goes wild, you know, goes viral everywhere. And we're just like, oh my gosh, they have no idea what they're talking about. And the thing is, You know, every news outlet does clickbait. They do. That's how they get their headlines. I mean, you watch the lower third and it's just like catastrophic, whatever, you know, because they want you to watch it. And so and just so you know, Ryan, I'm actually um, a social media manager, so I understand the algorithm and everything. And so it's hard because you almost have to educate with what you're doing now, which I think is great getting on our podcast and explaining it because You don't work for a news outlet. You're a YouTuber and you're doing what you should be doing on YouTube to get those views. But you also are giving, like, forecasts, potentially life saving information, you know, that sort of a thing. And it would be one thing if you had inaccurate information in your videos, but you don't. You just have it on the thumbnail to get people to watch. And then once they dive in, you're just like, wow, he really knows what he's talking about. So like I I feel for you. And I and I can understand like both sides a little bit. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, Ryan went a little too far on that one. But like, you know, but I, I get it though. I understand what you're doing. And it's almost like an education where you have to explain to people, look, like I love YouTube. I wanted to be a YouTuber, like weather band, and that's what I'm trying to do. So it's difficult, but I mean, there's so much content out there right now. You have to do some kind of clickbait, you know, in the algorithm to get those views. So I get that completely.
3: Not, yeah. not only that, I, I just, I feel like um, in, in today's day and age, there's such a communication gap between people and weather. Um, and and you're, the audience you're reaching probably would be getting their advice, if not for you, from some random guy on Twitter, who is, he was, you know, who is forecasting four feet of snow for tomorrow because of a 256 hour GFS map. Right. I mean, (laughs) that's, that's, that, that's part of the audience you're reaching. And I think that, that there, there is such a benefit of having someone that yes knows how to play the game and get people in, but once they're in actually gives them reliable information. Um, You know, that is a whole audience of people on YouTube that they'll never, they're never going to watch your local news. Uh, they they may go to the national weather service, you know, sometimes to get their information, but they're mostly going to get their weather information from the, these, these other sources uh, that, that probably aren't very accurate. So I, you know, I think that there, there is a problem today with people posting uh, inaccurate weather information, but I think what you're doing is not that, right. I think you're, you're getting people in and and I don't know, that's just my opinion, but.
1: Yeah. And I just, I want to clarify, like, I, I, I really don't want to you know, defend myself too much on this. I, I understand the people who do have a problem with it. I understand where you're coming from. But uh, an, another uh, thing uh, on, on my side is we're trying to figure this out as we go. Uh, the, the Four Feet of Snow um, uh, Winter Outlook thumbnail, probably a little bit too far. We'll dial it back a little bit next time. There's no guidebook. There's no examples out there. We're, we're literally the only ones doing this at the level that I'm doing it. So we're literally having to figure out how to do it as we go. Um, so once again, that's why I'm thankful for the, the critics and, and, you know, the the people who give me a hard time on Twitter, because a lot of times that's a great place to kind of judge, you know, where where are we going? Are we going the right way? Should we pull back a little bit? Um, now, obviously, we don't let, let them completely tear down <laughs> what we're doing uh but it's a it's a great way to hold ourselves back a little bit because if it's just if it's just me I'm solely thinking about the algorithm because I know once they get into the video they're going to they're going to be fine right they're going to learn something they're not going to be misinformed like my whole goal is like we need to get as many people to watch this video as possible and we don't need to think about anything else but I understand that there are other things that uh, we need to keep in mind. All
0: right. Well, that's, uh, that's the sound Ryan. Uh, that's sound of our lightning round. And that's our game show of flashy and brilliant questions that we always play with our guests. And, uh, I snicker a little bit cause I don't know how uh, brilliant these questions are going to be tonight. Uh, but <laughs> we're going to play a little game. Like uh, we figured Maz wasn't here. So, yeah. uh, uh, Mark Massaro is, is our uh, former on-camera meteorologist in the Cincinnati area, but he's not here because he would object to the game that we're playing tonight, which is called Give It To Me Straight.
2: <laughs> uh, give It To Me Straight. <laughs> Uh-oh. So,
0: so, so, now, so here's what this game is, right? Uh, I basically uh, looked up uh, two articles online. One was Business Insider. The other was Glamour magazine. And what this is going to be is I'm going to give you a domain name, right? Mr. Internet, Mr. YouTuber. I'm going to give you a a website name. And you have to tell me, is that website name a um, business insider's uh, 21 domain names that sound really inappropriate, but it's a legit domain name, right? It was a legit business or something like that. Or it's one of the websites from Glamour's top ethical porn sites that are inclusive and empowering. Ethical. Yeah. So, so I'm going to give you the domain name. It's, ethical it's either ethical or porn. It's ethical it's, or porn. Yeah. No. 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 It's either legit, like it's legit. a legit business, or it's ethical porn.
5: <laughs> okay okay rather. Legit-
0: <laughs> right it's it's one of those two and so
2: ryan usually how we
0: play this is uh that we let the the freaks uh, they can kind of chime in if they want to think you know let you know what they think it might be but um but you're the one that ultimately gives me the answer is that fair
1: absolutely you
0: ready okay uh you, you might not be ready but here we go all right the first website is whorepresents.com. 4presents.com. You say legit?
1: It's got to be, yeah.
2: Wow. <laughs> that is
0: it because it's actually who represents.com. But if you look oh at it God. the wrong way, <laughs> uh, it's 4presents. Oh,
4: funny. I was wondering wow. how you're going to do that because it's like a new start versus anus tart
2: right Love yeah like, <laughs> it's so, like
0: celebrity jeopardy on snl yes oh,
2: so basically
0: you go to whorepresents.com if you want to find a celebrity agent okay um, and i will preference this it. like i haven't looked at any of these sites right these are from the articles but i will tell you that the yeah, the, yeah, tw- right. the, the uh inappropriate <laughs> but legit sites this was from an article in 2013 so i don't know if any of these are he still checked in. them all <laughs> All right, here we go. Ryan, here's the next one. It's called Spit Exposed. Spit Exposed. Is what? that legit or is that ethical porn? I'm going to go
1: uh, ethical porn on that one. Yeah. Wow. That
5: wow. is
0: correct. Do do? That is correct. All right, number three is Dicksonweb.com. Dicksonweb.com. <laughs> Uh, is uh, uh, it legit, legit or uh, or ethical porn? You say legit.
5: Oh my god. <laughs> oh
3: no shot. I would
0: have got all these wrong. It's actually it's actually dixonweb.com. Okay. Dixonweb. They're they're a company for data capture or something like that. I don't know. What? But, what,
3: what all god. right. Edward, <laughs> all right,
0: here's the next one. Uh dollarsexchange.com.
3: Oh my god.
5: Oh. Dollarsexchange.
3: Naz would
1: lose Um, it if he was. That's not a thing, right? I'm gonna go legit. Yeah. Oh
5: my god. (laughs) God.
0: That is legit. It's it's actually (laughs) DollarsExchange.com to trade American currency. That's what that one was. That's
1: funny.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, next one. LustCinema.com. (laughs) LustCinema.com.
1: Porn. Yeah. (laughs) No, I should. I should. I should.
0: That because it's ethical porn, oh, Ryan. Okay. It's uh, ethical. Has yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he missed one yet? But no, no, but no, he's, no, he's, no like, he's gotten them no, all. I just jinxed you. Table. I'm very
4: sorry, Ryan. I just jinxed <laughs> the crap. All out. right, here,
0: here we go. Next one is BrightDesire.com.
4: Bright.
1: Um, I'm gonna have to go with ethical porn. <laughs> Ooh. Wow, that it is
0: Ryan. that. That it is. Uh, it's one of the top ethical porn sites that are inclusive and empowering. Wow. Uh, <laughs> the, ne- the next one is teacherstock.com. <laughs> <laughs> I
5: need to like write I, these out. I, Ryan, Ryan's reaction is no. he's
0: probably seen that one. Don't I, do it, <laughs> Just a guess.
1: Don't do it. Um, uh, probably ethical porn. <laughs>
3: Oh oh my god.
0: God. that is uh oh my teachers talk.com okay. i uh, oh, was mean. online education the no hitter is broken up <laughs> it is all oh. right we've got a couple more here <laughs> lustry.com
3: oh god
1: <laughs> um uh, let's go legit Oh, I ruined my streak. No, oh, that
0: man. that is <laughs> that is ethical porn. You already passed. Did <laughs> yeah. All right, we're, <laughs> these
4: <laughs> names are f- and, like fantastic
0: oh, and awful at right. the same time. <laughs> wow, TheRapist.com.
2: dot Oh my <laughs> god! god,
0: legit, legit.
3: Yeah. so please yes. oh yeah, <laughs> if, if you're looking
0: for therapists Therapist. that's the place to go <laughs> oh <Yeah. my laughs> yeah. hey this this was on uh business insider not me all right uh next one <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> dreams of spanking. oh, <laughs> my,
2: <laughs> 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 oh my god oh uh, man. So let's go
1: ethical porn yeah. yeah. That is, that is. I,
5: and I'm trying to think about the whole line in my head, like the the, yeah. the
0: spelling oh and i like, god, like,
3: just else? don't think about it. Just don't oh, okay.
0: think. I know. All right, last one. Last one. Okay. <laughs>
1: Penisland.net. <laughs> <laughs> um That's probably legit Pen Island. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. That is oh it is my uh God, that's, that's a
5: good one.
0: one.
1: penisland.net Island
0: dot net. Hey, if you want pens, uh and and uh do whatever you want with some writing utensils, there you go.
4: I'm gonna shop
2: exclusively at Pen Island. I know. I
4: know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be one of their gold members. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I could do
0: that. So anyway, uh, very very good, very, very good. You did well um, Ryan, do do us a favor and tell us how our listeners can find you on social media, find your uh, YouTube site, all that good stuff.
1: Ryan Hall, y'all. That's me on everything. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, um, uh, everything. Ryan Hall, y'all. No spaces, no caps, no apostrophe.
0: Ah, I was going to ask you that. You have to have the apostrophe on that. Very good. Well, I'll tell you what, guys. Uh, tropical season is upon us. And at helicity.co slash SFF, they've got a, a huge selection of creative weather and hurricane themed t shirts, gear, and merchandise, including some from the Stormfront Freaks, uh, like our hashtag WeatherFools shirts, the best damn weather podcast shirts, even some stickers. Uh, just go to the exclusive site, helicity.co slash SFF. And you're going to earn five percent off your entire order. And while you're there, don't forget click on the brands tab, and that's where you're going to find all your Stormfront Freaks favorites. Again at slash sff So it's time for our final break, uh, but we got more to come, including hashtag Weatherfools and Weather Trollbot is back for some more interpretations. <laughs>
4: This is Josh Margerman, better known as Hurricane Man, and you're listening to Stormfront Freaks Podcast. Let's take a drive under the moon.
5: Let's take a drive under the somber sky.
4: Let's take a drive under the moon.
3: Who is that? That's the who. Who am I? I'm Brady. What is this segment? I don't know. I think this is Weather Fools, and I think this is everyone's favorite part of the weather podcast, just my opinion. Uh, But where us as the freaks, we're going out on the dark web, we're going out on Twitter, we're going on Facebook, maybe even Snapchat for those that know how to use it. We're looking for people that did something not so smart, and it deals with the weather. Phil, I understand you have a couple of weather fools this week. Who is your weather fool? All
0: right. So so my first, uh, first kind of funny weather fool, you guys know we've had some extreme heat down south, uh, Texas, Oklahoma, Arizona. I mean, it, it's been some major heat, actually, even out uh, on, the, on the west coast. But this was down in Houston, and this was a, a meteorologist uh, that I'll play that was talking about the heat. And talking about the uh, power outages that go along with the heat, and all of a sudden the power went out. They lost their lights oh. during his during his oh, weather man. broadcast. Wow. And yeah, he kind of he kind of kept going, and then the generator kicked in, and and he was good to go, and then <laughs> wow. went out again. Yeah, wow. that's
5: a good one. He's, he just but the monitor stayed on, like modern, the big the screen still working. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> and
0: the producer was then like, okay, let's just go to the the map. <laughs> and the lights are back again, so then they, wow. they go back to him. So, wow. so that was kind of That's funny. Cool. All right, then the next one is our obligatory turn around, don't drown. This was uh, down in Mexico recently. And uh, you can see some of the flooding that they had. I shouldn't laugh because this is pretty intense. Wow. Um, oh.
2: But you see That's a car, cool. and,
0: and your first thought might be, well, maybe that was a parked car, but you see the flashers going. Yeah. Ooh, and it goes and down. so you they know at underwater? some point. Holy oh uh, oh yeah, Wow. That's it terrifying.
5: That is terrifying.
0: So again, <laughs> just a, a friendly reminder turn around, don't drown. Phil, where was that from? Was that that was in Mexico. Okay, uh wow. Nogales and Sonora. Oh
3: my god. Wow. That's terrifying. Wow. Well, hopefully there's no one in that car, that's for sure. All right. Well, uh, I think Dina, you have a weather fool. Who is your I weather fool? And
5: switch? this one follows phil's good because it's a flood one but this guy's on a motorcycle and it looks like he is almost on a jet ski going through this water the water is coming up over the front of his tire oh and it looks God, like he no. might be driving a harley and i'm like i can't believe any harley <laughs> rider would be riding his bike through that water but it it's like coming far. up almost over his head and <laughs> yeah. it's still running that's what i yeah. can't understand You can't know. do that
0: he sold know. his bike. That's why he's like, "All right, one final ride, <laughs> one
3: final <laughs> ride." He's like, also, "They can the, have
5: it when I'm done."
3: The water is definitely getting all over him too. So oh I don't, my I don't god! Know how you yeah. can't even tell. Like,
5: yeah. you see so the rough. light, the so, headlight going through the water, yeah. but that it's insane.
3: You got to do what you got to do for the views, right? Yeah. But, uh, <laughs>
5: uh,
4: anyway.
3: uh Serena, uh that was a pretty great one. Although I understand you also have a weather pool this week. Who's your weather pool?
4: I do, I do. I've got a weather full this week. And so this is a crazy one where we have to talk a little bit about where you're supposed to seek oh, refuge a one. in a thunderstorm. Oh, yeah. There's four people standing under a tree and they're hanging out.
6: Ooh, Ooh wow
4: and that's what happens to weather fools yeah. who stand under trees in lightning now it says all four survived i'm gonna keep telling myself that uh so i feel better at night
2: but Holy lightning cow. hits this tree that's and cool. all four yeah. of them oh, it's like not- a dead
0: look at that fourth one did that- you see yeah. that fourth yeah. person yeah. you yeah. thought like oh there was there was one made it one nope, no, no, no. Oh, there she goes so there he goes oh my god
4: yeah so totally crazy so cool. please in a thunderstorm Do not stand under trees. It is extremely, extremely dangerous. That's terrifying.
5: And you know what's crazy about that too is that there, you know, a lot of times they, you know, we say stay out from the highest or the tallest, whether it's a tree or a pole. There's a big pole just to the Mm -hmm. right that's a lot taller and it's metal, but it still hit that tree.
4: Yep, absolutely. You don't know what it's gonna hit. So it's like, no. you know, they'd have been safer under those benches. You know, yeah, something they would. they would have been safer in the rain, just standing out in the rain. So mm-hmm. you just you may think you're doing the right thing, but you're absolutely
3: not. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy how they instantly it
6: just, fall over too. Like it's yeah. Instantaneous. Yeah. Just-
3: just because it's not raining on you doesn't necessarily mean you're safe from lightning. So make sure you guys get inside. You got to be in a in a building uh, with walls and a roof. Uh, a tree will not do it. So, well, I do have a weather fool, but uh, my screen keeps freezing. So we're just gonna we're just gonna nix it. Uh, mm-hmm. I was I don't know if you guys saw that uh, video of the tornado in in Disney World. I don't even know if it was scud or if it was a tornado or not, but. I'll I'll, I'll go ahead and uh, send the link to Phil so we can put that on. uh, For all of our links, you can check out stormfrontfreaks.com. Look for show 166. Hard to believe it's been that many uh, shows, guys. But go ahead and uh, we'll have all of the links to Weather Fools on the site.
0: All right. So uh, it's time for a little Weather Trollbot 5000, Serena.
4: So, Weather Trollbot 5000 is a robot that Phil found at an old garage sale. he refurbished this thing and worked it up, and what it does is it tells you what meteorologists were actually thinking when they get tarred and feathered by the, uh, the trolls out there on the internet, and they reply very politely and very kindly, but whether Trollbot speaks the truth.
0: <laughs> so that's right, and it's not always meteorologists. It's, it could be weather friends of ours, and, and uh, but the, the trolls the trolls don't differentiate necessarily in the weather world. But the first one, Serena, this is from uh, listener Samuel Lambert, shared this with us. Uh, but this is meteorologist Katie Morgan versus some, she she actually etched the name out. Now, we're not afraid to throw people under the bus. If you're willing to get on social media and say things, then, hey, that's open game, right? But she scratches out. So we don't really know who this is. But it had something to do with uh, when Katie visited a school to speak on weather, which uh, local meteorologists do all the time. So this person commented, it looks like it might have been Instagram, said, Katie Morgan, how can I put this delicately? (laughs) So you you know where this is going. WTF is wrong with you. You should not be around children. You have no children. You're not a mother. You choose not to have kids, I'm assuming, so you should be around or go near a kid. I, her English, not so good. Stay away <laughs> from children and go live your childless life. Oh, my God. Oh, oh my Lord. God. Wow.
4: Well, <laughs> what really, an a-hole. Really. And I know so, Katie. I know Katie. S-
6: oh,
0: my God. So I'll tell you what. So, Serena, you put it. You put it great, right? As all of our our weather friends are always kind and polite when they respond back to these trolls. And Katie Katie said, wow, all for visiting a school to talk about weather. Why would anyone think it's okay to say something like this? Just a reminder, don't assume you know about someone else's life. Choose kindness. Mm Mm-hmm. But so here's what we get to do with Weather Trollbot 5000 <laughs> is we get to plug all that data into our robot and, and she's going to actually kick out and tell us what Katie really was thinking before she made that nice professional reply. So we're going to go ahead and enter it in. And then she's, she's got to kick this out.
5: Here is what Katie was really thinking. What f- storm did you want to start? I just pray your trash ass isn't apparent to any kids with that pie hole. Choose kindness. <laughs> I love that. Uh-huh. pie hole. <laughs> so we
0: you know what Katie, I guess, was really thinking.
6: That's amazing.
0: Still, I like still it. Still <laughs> kindness, I guess, after calling her like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was good. So, That's
6: the craziest. One of the
5: craziest things. I know. That is one of the her. worst
4: ones. Yeah, yeah, that's bad. I mean, like, that, that, they can be – that's r- ridiculous.
0: All right. Mm-hmm. And, and so then the, the, the other one I've got to share with you tonight, uh, Mr. Hall, uh, comes uh, comes between uh, – it's a little conversation between Ryan Hall and Eric Webb uh, mm-hmm. over, over a video thumbnail that Ryan uh, put out mm-hmm. that we talked a little bit about tonight, about the snow forecast. Um, but part of the conversation went uh, a little something uh, like this. Let me see where we're going to start. So uh, Ryan, so I'm, I'm just, uh, what you put here says, the, uh, the room I'm in is much different than yours. The majority of people who interact with my content are positive. Sure, the meteorologists that understand what I do aren't here defending me publicly because they know this is a lost cause. Your echo chamber is not reality. Eric comes back and says, almost everyone that interacts with your content on YouTube is not a meteorologist. Did you ever consider the possibility that the meteorologists who aren't here to die on this hill with you are absent because there are none?
6: And Ryan,
0: like, you know, very nice, very professional, came back and said, okay, this was fun at first, but now it's just sad. I think deep down this issue here is that you just don't like my face or something, lol. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think your analysis is great, and I wish we could find common ground at this point. I think you're just trolling. Well said. So, sure. Yeah, that Ryan, was a good
5: comeback, Ryan. That was a good one. It was one.
0: good. It was good. So let's, uh, let's go ahead, and we're, we're going to plug that into Trollbot, because we, we want to find out what Ryan, uh, I guess, was probably really <laughs> thinking. Uh, I think this is just yeah. last night or a Here couple nights ago. All right, time to compute.
5: Here is what Ryan was really thinking. I tried.
4: Hakuna Mai Tatas.
2: <laughs> oh, there we go! Wow.
0: that would have been a better comeback, Ryan.
1: <laughs> that thing, i mean, it's good. You program it. It's up. accurate,
2: isn't it? Right? Is it, is it good. Oh, Things read my mind. mind.
4: <laughs> we don't get to do many like real-time accuracy studies yeah. here, so this is nice. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so that's good. We, we we know, yeah, we know we got her tuned tuned pretty well. So, all right. Well, folks, I think that just about does it for this episode of Stormfront Freaks Podcast. Thanks for listening or watching. If you like the show, don't forget to follow the show on your podcast player. That just allows you to get notified and receive the latest episode once the show is uh, up and delivered. It goes right to your library the moment it gets released. You can find all the podcast player options at stormfrontfreaks.com. And please help us out. Send a friend your favorite episode. Maybe it's going to be this one. Uh, just pass, pass that on to a friend. You can also subscribe to our YouTube page. You can watch all the previous versions of our recordings of Stormfront Freaks Raw, which is completely unedited. You can hear all the great conversations during breaks, uh, great questions from our VIPs for our guests like tonight, and uh, who knows what else gets beeped out or edited out of the audio podcast. There's probably going to be a lot of that tonight. Uh, you can find that link again at stormfrontfreaks.com. Um, and, and at that site, you can also join us on Patreon. That's going to allow you to see all of this live when we do these recordings. Uh, we also make it exclusive to our Patreon members for the first uh, month. Before we open it up to the public, Um, it just allows us to be able to do more for you, helps you to support us and what we're doing if you like what we're doing. Again, just go to StormfrontFreaks.com. You can find that Patreon link uh, and get access, including lots of merch uh, that we give out as well. Uh, Special thanks to our guest tonight, Ryan Hall. Ryan, thanks so much for uh, taking the time and joining us.
5: Yeah, thank you, Ryan. Thank
1: you, Thank you, so you guys. Well. And, and I've had a lot of fun. And I, I, I want to say, I want it on the record, I think this is by far the most entertaining weather podcast. That <laughs> yeah,
5: there
0: you go. <laughs> uh, we we appreciate that. That reminds me, we, we got we to gotta get a little plug from you that we didn't get yet either. So um, uh, special, uh, special thanks to uh, all of our uh, Patreon members and those that joined us tonight. Freaks, let's find out how our listeners can follow you as well. Serena, I'm going to start with you.
4: Sure. Everything I do is at WX Serena, W-X-C-Y-R-E-N-A. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. And you could buy my book, The Weather Story. It teaches kids all about the weather uh, on Amazon and anywhere online books are sold.
0: Cool. All right, Dina, how about you?
5: Uh, The best place to find me is on Twitter at LadyPilot70.
0: Good. All right, MJ. Uh, I'm at Mark Stormpod, M A R C, Stormpod. That's on Twitter. I can also be reached by Carrier Pigeon and Rotary, and Rotary Phone.
4: <laughs> and a
5: Raven.
6: Don't forget the Ravens.
0: <laughs> Very good. Uh, Jen Watson.
6: Uh, Jennifer Weather um, for Instagram and TikTok, at J Watson underscore WX on Twitter, and then JenniferWeather.com.
0: Cool. You can find me on Twitter. I'm usually tweeting on our uh, Stormfront Freak. Account that's at Stormfront Freak. And let you know, we're back in two weeks. We're going to be recording live on September 29th with meteorologist Jason Frazier, who's from the new Fox Weather Channel. So he's going to fill us in on their new uh, Weather Channel and what their goals and what they're trying to do. Uh, should be some good information. So, Patreon members, you can join our raw video recording live, and the edited audio podcast will be available to everyone else the following sunday so uh for ryan for serena jen mj and dina i'm gonna signal the all clear and we'll catch you guys next time so good night everybody
2: good
1: night thank you for listening to the stormfront
0: freaks podcast find our bi-weekly show on apple podcasts google play spotify
1: iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast app and watch our live and recorded shows on youtube For show notes, additional information about this episode, as well as past and upcoming shows, videos, photos, merchandise, and more, visit our website at stormfrontfreaks.com. While you are there, check out our live interactive storm chaser radar provided by our friends at zoomradar.com. If you
0: would like to contact us with questions or make comments about the show, shoot us an email to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Search Stormfront Freaks. We'd love to hear from you. Join us next time and tell a friend about the Stormfront Freaks podcast.